Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about frustration versus satisfaction, which is an interesting uh, pair of words yeah. and um, in their relationship to each other. I think we're all familiar with frustration. We feel it every day. All of us do. I get frustrated. That's and, very frustrating. And I know when I'm frustrated, it's because I feel powerless. It's because I'm looking to get from point A to point B, and it feels like there's a power outside of me that's stepping between me and my goal, and that's usually what starts out my frustration. But as we'll probably talk about and what will unfold tonight is talking about not being so attached to outcomes is one way to not be frustrated yes. and to always remember that your power is inside of, inside of yeah. you and like we've said on the show multiple times and that you have written on the walls even, I claim my power. Yes. So the next time you're frustrated, look where are you letting the idea of your personal power go? Where, who are you turning yeah. it over to? What is the circumstance that you're turning it over for? Well, for many of us, this will be a complete and total overhaul of the way in which you think. I have found people to become extremely frustrated when I explain that everything that's happening is their idea. They cannot possibly accept that because then they would have to be responsible for everything that was happening. And rather than do that, of course it must be frustrating and of course it must be um, uh, whoever's telling them this grand gem of truth, it must be their fault. And so they um, uh, prevent themselves totally from any sort of satisfaction in their life. Once, um, say, everyone in the audience right now realize that everything that's happening in your life is your idea. Okay, what I just said was everyone in the audience realize that everything that's going on in your life is your idea. Well, then I'm giving up on just those who won't do that. <laughs> At any rate, this concept is very well, important. Well, it's real your quick, power. Yeah. Um, something that I, I was, um, as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, what would it be or what is it that would cause people um, to not want to hear that they create their life? And I think it's when we live in that blame paradigm oh, yeah. that somehow everything that happens is somebody's fault. Yes. And we're always seeking to blame others. And we're so terrified of being blamed that we'll do anything to pass the buck on to somebody else. So if someone says, you're creating your reality, you have power over your life, and you're not happy with your life, it's like saying, oh, I have to blame myself. I have to now beat myself up even more, and I don't want to hear it because I can't beat myself up anymore. Well, what if blame wasn't even a concept? Just think about life if blame wasn't there. Now we would still have causes. The cause of the ball going across the room is because my arm threw it there, which is because I chose to, which is because, and, and we can trace that causal path back to source emotion and source things. But the blame will be gone, that somehow it's your fault. And if you look at every type of war, every everything going on in our society, of this sec section of people hating this section of people, it's always a blame thing. Someone well, blaming someone else for their powerlessness. Blame and frustration are... are if they don't blame them, they got to blame themselves. 
Blame and frustration are highly related concepts. Mm -hmm. uh, first, we want to uh, thank Douglas Adams for inventing the blame thrower. I love that. Yes, and if you are in a meeting that is driving you insane from the low frequency, simply blame someone for something. And you will watch the blame go around the room like a virus. But rather than watch that, which is not perhaps the most interesting thing you could be observing at this or any other time, once you blame someone and then they blame someone else, step out of the room because no one will notice you've gone because they'll be too intensely guilty in the blame game. And there you're free. Okay, so now, and so I, I thought of the idea of, um, uh, for those still in the blame para uh, paradigm, uh, go blame yourself. I have an interest enough to do that for you. Well, that's really what happens anyway. Yeah. I remember years ago when I was a restaurant manager, it was an extremely busy Friday night, had a line of people at the door picking up carryout, and someone made the wrong pizza. And I said, it's wrong, make a new one real fast. And instead of just making it, everybody was, well, you did it. No, you did it. And I remember seeing at that time how critical, cr critically um, disruptive blame is. It just slowed the whole operation down. There's time for blame later, I, I said to him. Let's, let's just get the pizza remade. And I think it's a way to distract it's yeah. a way to uh, deflect, like you were saying in the office setting. Yeah. Well, and that blame, you know, if we look at a lot of things, it's the basic fear of being blamed. Like a lot of the nice things that people do for each other in the world, like fair business practices or, or whatever, it, it's because they're afraid of being blamed for something. Not well, that they necessarily want to do that. Uh, the frustration paradigm is, is fueled extremely well uh, by the fact that we, uh, as an individual person, we are not committed to ourselves very much at all, having spent most of, at this point, the majority of my lifetime reading palms. Uh, there's a glaring defect on a huge percent of us that shows up as, uh, as soon as my eyes can focus, I know the whole story, uh, uh, that shows that you are not committed to yourself. And mm -hmm. until you are committed to yourself, you are going to be in a uh, blame paradigm. You are. Uh, once you have committed to yourself, it is indeed possible to release yourself from this. I mean, it's a really sticky thing, and it comes up, and oh, didn't mean to blame on that. Uh, meant to accuse, no, wait, I meant to love. Yes, there you go. Uh, and you really do have to get your brain to go, why is this love? The, we've explained the search engine of the human mind, and if someone wants to call in and and name us the three common search engines that um, people use as uh, what they do uh, with their life. So the idea of um, being committed to yourself will create something that won't come up. We seem to, uh, satisfaction. We seem to have a phobia of happiness, which is um, very strange, because um, the meaning of life is joy. Uh, happiness seems to be a, a weakness as far as our world can tell. Oh, you're happy? What's the matter with you? You're happy? There's something wrong with you. Why are you happy? That's not going to last. You know, and, and you... <laughs> pardon me. Got him. Mm. Now, it's, it's very important that we outgrow 
our phobia of happiness because if you're happy and you show it, people will come and, and let us say urinate on your group gathering that plays instruments and marches down a street. I thought you were going to say clap. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. All right, you could do it that way. That sounds like fun. Well, well, this idea about blame and having that lead into that frustration. And I just think for a moment that you could recognize your role in everything and that you didn't have to blame yourself because I honestly feel that that agreement to blame yourself or find someone else to blame is behind all lack of self-awareness because it's painful to be blamed. Shame is a painful thing that we beat children and adults both with. And I think that it's so important to step out of that. So just picture your life with no blame. So something's going on in your life. You're saying you would like a spouse or a significant other in your life, but you're not having anybody show up. So you say, well, if I don't blame myself, if it's not my fault, maybe I could look at what I'm doing that's preventing it. What am I doing that's preventing that love? As a matter of fact, my Facebook post today was, oh, was very much based on that, mm -hmm. that we may think we want love, but we have all these things that are pushing it away all the time, whether it's body language or territorialism or judgment or attachments to uh, rules we have, that invisible rules that we want other people to follow. These are the things that are preventing it, but until we get rid of the blame, we're never going to look honestly at ourselves because it's too dangerous. So I would suggest today of all days, just because it is an anniversary of something where there is a lot of blame in it, that blame is very toxic, it feels bad, it doesn't change anything, it doesn't heal, it doesn't grow, it doesn't change and elevate consciousness. So let's just all agree that we will tie it up in a neat little ribbon in a package and drop it into the transmutational fire of, of love and, and, and transformation and, and get that energy back because how much of your energy is stored in that blame? Yes, yeah, since this is the anniversary of 9-11, uh, um, and if you would run energy through that, it wouldn't have nearly the effect uh, that it that it has just to um, well the blame is holding so the grief held fixed in time, and I'm not saying that there isn't a responsible party or parties, but blame holds grief fixed in time. Yes, and also well that's another point, but let me just do the sure uh, do your point. Uh, do go to um, um, Google uh, or pardon me uh, YouTube and uh, get a hold of Dr. Judy Wood. Uh, she does a, a two-hour seminar on what actually happened on 9-11, and I'll let you and she work that out. I've already drawn my own conclusions. Really, what are your conclusions? Well, it seems like a super weapon was used to separate the molecules <laughs> in the uh, towers. It wasn't a plane. It was a perfect cover story. Um, Judy, Dr. Judy Wood used the word dustification occurred because that's hundreds of tons of building, and uh, where did it go? <laughs> There's like this fine mist powder for, okay, so we'll let you do that on your own. Now I wanted well, to add that guilt and the blame. Go ahead. Oh, never mind. I just had something to say, but go ahead and, uh, about the Judy Wood thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I stumbled upon that. Um, you know how like you watch one video and it shows you another mm -hmm. video and all that. And I've watched a number of videos on 9-11. And I think that the, it's such a multidimensional thing. 
you know, it's not just about conspiracy thinking and it's not just about what we hear in the news. And it's, there are so many layers. Everybody's personal, emotional association with that, people's uh, security uh, being um, compromised, just their inner security, the stuff that we have to go through at airports now and other people's wars and warmongering and all this stuff. There are so many facets to it. And I think that it is a good thing for people to open up and just remove the blame and get into a silent space so that healing can come. Get your security back, get your safety back, get your power back. And when we're afraid is when we give our power away to other people. And so it's important to use this in this sacred 13th anniversary, it's 13th, right? Yeah. Um, 13 is a very sacred number, uh, the, the, um, the Christ number because the 12 apostles or there's a lot of different, um, I won't go yeah. into the sacredness of 13, but this is a beautiful opportunity for us all to heal the subconscious mind because when we're afraid and insecure, that's when we're open to having our power taken away. Yes, I found 13 is a number that means it's going to go all the way or it's going to do nothing which I think is very interesting because the Christ number is still circulating. 13 was uh, taken out of um, the ancient Romans, I believe, did their level best to associate 13 with witchcraft. And so they would write X-I-I-I over a house. Well, I've, but I would just I've, finish. The I've learned in many disciplines that 13 is actually a very sacred number. So it was told that it was bad luck in order to keep it segregated and out of people's hands because it's a very magical number. But yes. I can tell you want to make a point, so please yes. do. Yes, um, office buildings often won't yeah, have Yeah, what 13. you had another point that was not the 13? No, it guilt. was the 13, um, which was that the ancient Romans would put an X-I-I-I over a doorway, meaning that a witch lived there, mm -hmm. uh, to get 13 to be associated with evil. But it's not. It's one of the most powerful, powerful numbers there are. It's off the scale powerful. People just, uh, we'll, we'll go into numerology, not on this show. Uh, but, uh, and speaking of airport security, the Israelis um, came up with the, the device. Uh, they have a sealed chamber. You take you and your luggage and you go in the sealed chamber and they put um, electronic pulse through it that will set off any explosive thing there is. And, and so either you are vaporized and they clean the chamber, or you, you come out of the chamber and you get on the plane and nobody says boo. Well, and, and I, I think if we put as much energy into all these devices at the airport, um, into the over 300,000 people that die every year from medical treatment, and I'm talking about prescription medications and therapies, not the malpractice suits, but just everyday direct result of medical treatment. And some of these other things uh, due to the chemicals in our environment, if we really cared about life, to me, I think this overkill at the airports really is just still in this blame paradigm that leads to war and nothing yeah, else. Yeah. We, you know, that, that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. As terrible as everything is, and we have to do something, I think of all the money that is, that is put into things like that, we could also be making strides in other areas. Yeah. Okay, well, so well, you were going to say something about guilt. Well, guilt and blame are chained at the neck rather than joined at the hip. Uh, chained at the neck, yes, that's so true. Yes, because both of them are killing you. And um, the mass majority of we human beings are so willfully unconscious 
willfully unconscious. You know, we've had the lifetime here on the planet, and you say something, and you know that will wake the other person up, and uh, it, it just, and they couldn't repeat it back, and they had no idea what you said, and two or three times people would say, would you repeat that, please? Because that seems to be so far beyond you know, my method of thinking. Could you just repeat it, and I'll memorize it, and then see uh, what I can do about it? So I'm always looking for a book that's going to get me to three hours later, what was that? I have to go back and read that now. But, but now I just underline it, so it's much easier than having to go read the uh, whatever chapter it is again. There's a lot of books that do wake us up. Uh, another thing is we are so unconscious that there is terms for unconscious body language. Yeah, okay. <laughs> really? Yes, so you have no idea. So, you know, like what does this mean? What does this mean? You know, it's, wake up. Let's just wake right now. Say, I place my attention upon the highest possible consciousness that I can download into me right now. And then just breathe. Take several breaths. And this is a form of meditation at the end of three or four breaths, whatever that is. Watching your breath. Um, there's the, I found a new breath. Really? How does that work? Oh, okay. Um, so it is to uh, inhale in the normal, and then the next breath is through your mouth, and through your nose, through your mouth, through your nose, through your mouth. See how it sounds like a horse? Okay, and, and so you place your attention on the highest possible, and then you do this breath, and it works. You're suddenly someplace else. I had the whole entire room change color the first time I got this breath. Mm -hmm. I, it just changed. I saw a different spectrum, but oh no, you're not allowed to do that. And it popped right back, and I said, who tells me I'm not allowed to do this? Turns out to be me. Fire that guy. Yes, oh God, no, we fired him and his relatives, which took care of the population. Well, I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. You know this idea, too, about frustration? Yeah. Uh, so let's look at that emotion, how that feels, because that, that's a really good thing to tap on as well. Oh, good. The, um, you know, just emotional tapping, whatever we want to call it nowadays, with the idea of being frustrated. Now, one of the areas that we often get frustrated, I do too, I am just like anyone else, although I get better and better all the time, so I would say I spend less of my time in certain modes, but in traffic is a big one. When you're out in traffic and you get frustrated because you have to be at work, you're still tired, you're, you're blaming yourself for not getting out of the house earlier, and somebody in front of you is going slow. So you, you feel powerless. And another reason we feel frustrated is when other people are not obeying our invisible rules. It's because we believe our invisible rules are the rule that everybody should, quote unquote, be agreeing to, to using. So you should be in the right lane if you're going to go slow. Uh, you shouldn't be on this road if you can't drive faster or better than that, or if someone cuts you off. You shouldn't do that. So let's look at the things, the components that go into being frustrated, because mm -hmm. this is a very valuable thing. Frustration is just like stress. It erodes your life force and kills sure. you ultimately. So if you can get rid of stress and frustration out of your life, you're going to increase your life. If I were to give you a pill and say, this will help you to live seven years longer, would you take it? You would probably pay me a million dollars or whatever you have liquid 
for that pill because 10 years of your life is priceless. Well, getting rid of frustration does the same thing. And it's, it is that dramatic. So frustration is comprised of feeling powerless that all of these people on the beltway have power over you and they're stopping you. They're preventing you from getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the other thing is that, that it feels like Everybody else is disobeying the rule that we've all agreed to and that you're being good, you're sitting in your car and obeying the rules. When I would get mad at people in my history, I would say, why am I mad at that person? And I realized it's because they were doing something that I was not allowing me to do because my rules were too strict. And so I was mad at me for enforcing such a strict rule on myself. So. I I, I would offer that as step number two in this process. Always, number one is to claim your power in it. Number two is where is, is this rule, this system of rules that I am considering being an externalized thing that we've all agreed to, what are these rules? And, and look at them more objectively and see that they're, they're subjective. They're really a subjective sort of rules of what you've learned. When you reevaluate your rigid yardstick that you're measuring everything and everyone against and realize that you have power over that yardstick, you set yourself free, frustration is no longer necessary. Frustration just shows you where your rules and the outside world are disagreeing. Yeah. Uh, there's um, a point at which I had such a profound revelation. You've heard me talk on the show about the uh, ideal world that most people seem to live in versus the perfect world. So if it's the perfect world, in the ideal world, if you are disappointed, then the only thing you can possibly do is um, um, fester. Uh, there's, there's no recourse. It's, you just don't have anything to do. If you live in the perfect world, then it is germane that you figure out why that thing that you think is imperfect is actually perfect. So I got up critical mass enough to realize that it's a perfect world. And then it uh, struck me that if this is a perfect world, well, then there's nothing I have to do. Absolutely nothing. It's a perfect world. Uh, this idea of correcting the universe, when the universe's job is to self-correct and our ego gets us to want to, to correct the universe, that guy up there, I have to correct him. And uh, let's not get caught or go to jail, but I'm going to correct him. You know, no. It'll watch. Oh, gee, a rock hit him out of nowhere. Yeah, you see? It, it all just self-corrects. Well, that sounds so too much like karma, <laughs> which I don't believe in. Yeah, so the point being that once I realized that I don't have to correct anything, then I had really uh, mm. rather... Well, first, what set off the unbelievable thought was that, uh, you know, and I said this on the show, and I'll probably say it a few more shows, and then I just won't bother anymore because I've got it for me and you might want to get it for you. Now, the idea is to do the pie graph of your life and figure out exactly what percent of your life you spend worrying. I want a number, okay? And don't give me anything in the 50s. It's more than half your life you spend worrying. And I don't want anything in the 60s, because come on. <laughs> and, and the 70s, they're done years ago. Uh, 80s, eh. 90s, okay, 90s, I'll give you 90s. Choose somewhere in the 90% of your life you are spending thinking about what's going to go wrong. Okay, all right, best up. All right, now, if you don't have to do anything to correct anything, you don't have to do the universe's job for it, right? 
then suddenly you're going to have get this 90% more time. That was the horrifying thought. What am I going to do with 90% more time? Yeah, I'll figure it out. What, I got caught worrying about what I'm going to do with 90% more time? It's perfect. See the fail-safe went off? See the fail-safe went off? See the fail-safe went off? I figure if I repeat it three times you'll pay attention, but then again it's not my job to correct you. That's your job, and I want some action on this. But I, I don't really care if you do or you're not. Okay. Now, there was an artist in L.A., by the way, just what you were saying before, that, that took a canvas and wrote, you are the victim of the rules of your own life on it and presented it. I was amazed. It came up on Tumblr. You are the vi- and, and Joker, of all people, in well, Batman, I, said exactly the same thing. If you're well, going to defeat I, me, you, you know, have know, to break your own rules. Well, this is um, you know, something that came to me years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't oh, yeah, read no. those things, but um, I'm just saying how, it, how it ar- arrived is that yeah. I was walking around one day and I realized that there is no such thing as objective reality. Oh, and yeah. I, I actually remember. fell into the chair. It was so profound for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Went, wow. Because we're trained, scientifically trained, that there's an objective reality and then we, that's our gold standard, that that's everything that we compare. Um, you know, that weight, what is that called? Um, the, the universal w- weight, you know, like the, the kilogram thing, uh, weights and standards or, or whatever. Anyway, there's this weight that we compare all the other weight to. Um, anyway, so that's the standard. Mm-hmm. That, and then I realized that that didn't exist. I mean, that's, that was a profound thing. And that everything, even my view of objective reality, is subjectively constructed. It was very profound. And it wasn't just about, oh, my rules for life. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fact that I, I'm not blonde and tall and, and Barbie-esque. It's, it's everything, all these rules that come to me consciously and subconsciously. And to get away from that is very liberating. Oh, yeah, totally free. But, but to get rid of that frustration is to find our power, which is also about self-acceptance and to say, I, I can be satisfied. And, and one of the things in our title is frustration versus satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So satisfaction comes when you are at one with yourself. When you're frustrated, you're separate from yourself, and everything we do, every little niggly thing we do in life is in an effort to unite with ourself because Mm -hmm. fear, guilt, doubt, and worry, and shame, blame are things that stand between us and us. And so we're looking for ourselves. We're looking to get approval from other people so that we can update our own measure that says, hey, maybe I am acceptable. But if you go directly to it and you use very powerful words earlier that, that I commit to myself. Sure. And it was something that, that you shared with me when we first met mm-hmm. and we were talking palmistry about the line and, and yeah, all that you that you can tell. And I worked on that because mine did not connect, and I worked Mm -hmm. on that, and mine now connects. Which is, I mean, we have physical proof of handprints that show this. Mm -hmm. So that committing to yourself is vital and essential, and I think that's our whole life story. Like why we're here is we were split apart from ourselves in this idea of duality, and it's all the walk to get to be friends with ourselves again enough to really see who we are. Hi, pleased to meet me. So. That yardstick, throw it away and get 
preferences, a bowl of lovely preferences. And either it resonates with your preferences or it doesn't. We are defined by our preferences. We are not held fixed with rules. We are the self-existing radiant field that is made up of our preferences and our unique set of preferences define who we are, mm-hmm. not the yardstick. So if you like the color blue and don't like green, or if you like this and don't like that, let, let all the things you love give you a bigger picture of yourself. Yeah, we have, in, I, absolutely. In past weeks we have talked about the idea, and I don't know who said it or exactly what, but if there's something out there that's you know, uh, pushing your buttons, okay, you've got the buttons to be pushed. Mm-hmm. And that is, you have the puzzle piece that fits into that particular yeah. uh, piece of nonsense. And we just heard it mm-hmm. uh, on the show this afternoon where the actor said, um, if you caught it, you got it. Meaning that if this upsets you... If you see you, it in someone else, that you have it in yourself. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's yeah, a we've very said what point, you hate so in others, you hate in yourself, and all that. It, it's you been hate, said you in recreate. so many words, yes. but it's so true. Yes, yeah. okay. Now, the idea of um, our show and the, the healing that is involved in uh, the actual satisfaction, okay? So we've talked about uh, frustration, which I suppose is frustrating to talk about, but nonetheless... Uh, so satisfaction, how do I do satisfaction? Please tell me. Okay, well, uh, first of all, I'd like to point out that satisfaction has been stolen from you by the tobacco companies uh, because your physical body can provide you with satisfaction. Oh, yes, how does that work? Well, in, in the very first book, uh, the, which isn't up there, uh, which is the original language codes book, um, there is the idea of satisfaction breath. I love this. That's so good. Let's do it. Satisfaction breath? Show them well, how. Okay. So you inhale for all... Do this now. Inhale for all your worth. Fill the lungs to their maximum capacity. Hold ah. it and let go, with this, let go with the pleasure sound. And that's what you do when you smoke a cigarette, you blithering idiot. Okay? And this was taken from us by the tobacco company. You don't have to have the smoke to have the satisfaction. So when you are really, really about to tear your brains right out of your head because you are that frustrated, have one little brain cell trigger enough to go, satisfaction breath. Ah. And it's done. You're not, you're, I do that in traffic. Like yeah. when, I, when I get slowed down, I always know it's because I'm in a hurry, because I'm attached to an outcome. I'm attached oh, yeah. to getting somewhere at a certain time, and I'm also attached to the idea that somehow these people driving in front of me have power over my life. And so all I do is take a deep breath. I, maybe it's not directly the satisfaction breath, but I just take a deep breath. <sighs> yeah. A big deep breath and you add the satisfaction sound, sound. at the end, mm-hmm. um, either way is fa- powerful, but with the sound it's much more powerful because you're also feeling complete and satisfied. And it's a little song, it's a frequency and, upgrade. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so everybody, absolutely. let's do it. Inhale. <sighs> you can't help but be happy. You just yeah. can't help it. And it, it just clears, works. It clears the entire agenda that was about to own you. What a great gift to give people. Yeah. It is. And, and what a, you know, by the way, tobacco companies, your days are numbered and you know it. Okay. And we're, you're not selling me any gum either. I'm just going to quit because I just quit. Okay. Enough of that. 
So, uh, the latest painting, speaking of uh, sounds that augment your frequency, is here we go. This is, uh, I really love this painting. And uh, this is uh, the Quintet of Roses singing. Okay, now I don't know, uh, we all know the expression, what is that expression? Oh, stop and smell the roses. Okay, now let me address frequency. Frequency can be sound. Uh, frequency can be vibration, and uh, frequency can be interpreted through the olfactory system. So actually smelling a rose will increase your frequency. It will increase your frequency. Again, smelling a rose will increase your frequency. No, people don't hear. I figure if I bludgeon it, it will assist. Is the universe's command? I'm very aware of this, yes. but I have a body of evidence that could kill a charging Sherman tank with okay. the amount of people where they just go, and I've said it and said it and said it, and I'm done saying okay. it. Okay, that's I'm fine. I'm going to repeat it until um, the next person anyway, calls I, in. Anyway, I have a new title to your painting. Oh, yes. Two lips are better than one. There we go. Now, Riddle, yes, excellent. Okay, Riddle you what? Uh, riddle me this. What song was playing in the studio while I did this? Okay. Call in if you have. And we have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? <laughs> Hi, it's Lina. Hi, Lina. Lina. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. This is a wonderful show. Well, thank Aww. you. That's yeah. wonderful. It is so sweet. You all are everything that you teach to watch how you interplay with each other. <laughs> it just is it's gorgeous. I, I thank you. It touches my heart. Oh, well, thank you, Lina. So. It's so great to hear your voice. You too. I've, I've yeah. missed you, Mary. I've missed you too. Yeah. I think about you. Your fall's coming up. It's walking time. It's walking time. Let's <laughs> definitely do it this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds like fun. And, yes. Oh, I know one other thing. Neville, that the first, uh, not this last breathing, which I enjoyed, what was the other one? It went too quickly with the one that... Okay, uh, very simple. You inhale and exhale through your nose, which you do all of your life. Uh-huh. Then the next breath, in and out through your mouth. And then the next breath, and slowly, but, you know, meditative breath. And then the next breath, in and out through your nose. And the next breath, in and out through your mouth. And then the <laughs> next breath... It's hard to do. <laughs> it's, it's very got hard it, to do. Got it, got yeah, it, okay. But it takes up so much brain space that you actually aren't thinking. You're, automa- you're in this automatic level. Now, if you start the whole thing with, I uh, place my attention upon the highest possible frequency I can hold down here in a body. Oh, yes, okay. I like that. Right, okay. And then you do this breath, and it takes up all of your brain to watch, and it's so simple. And you can get it where it just goes on automatic, and you're, you know, after you've practiced for, I don't know, several hundred, no, whatever it takes Who you to knows? get it. Yeah, okay. And then, as I said, the room changed color, and I went, oh, my God, I'm seeing the room through a different frequency. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Okay. <laughs> Fired him and his relatives, took most of the population of New Jersey out clean. Well, that's amazing what breath does. I mean, breath yes, is such an our easy great tool, power. We, we, it, it is powerful. Yeah. It is, it is powerful. And, and, oh, there's tons to it. We, we humans, we breathe in the upper third of our lungs. The, the air very deep in our lungs gets very stale. You, you know, we, we do the shallow breath all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Is a, which is another um, symptom of being frustrated and blaming well yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, all of it, because the life is, Stress. you know, when, when you know, you've seen very elderly people that are, that's a, having a life of shame. I, when I 
since I do yoga, the body likes to sit up straight now. I had to do, yeah. rediscover yoga for the 15th time in my life and then agree to do it constantly. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, let it's it gone. Go. Well, it's my old friend. <laughs> I know, but sometimes you have to let those go too. And sometimes you have to have them removed. Yeah, well. I've had some feelings I've had to take out restraining orders. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, Neville. <laughs> when you get over, uh, so I, I'm That's recently funny. far more good. vegan than I ever have been. In fact, I'm <laughs> vegan. And I noticed that I've, I've gone through the same thing. You know, when I said about cigarettes and you just decide not to suffer. Yeah. And uh, so I said, well, no more you know, eating cows, no more drinking cows. None mm. of that. Shut that off. And uh, then I found myself... Um, uh, looking for other favorite foods. It was very, uh, and then the, looking for other favorite foods is the suffering. See, once you, you get over physical addictions, whatever you're physically addicted to, yeah. then you start on your mental addictions. Yeah. Oh boy, that's fun. That's a challenge. Right. Well, no, challenge would mean it's bigger than me. Let's just call it fun. Okay, fun. Fun's okay. a much better word. Yeah, all right. And so then looking to find something else that is. Um, Going to what? Replace mayonnaise? Oh, God, you fiend. <laughs> so they have veganese. Oh, boy, did they see me coming. So I go, eh, so, uh, uh, You know, so it's gotten to the point where lemon juice on about everything. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, I'm, I'm too much of a hedonist for that. <laughs> By your command. And don't forget that's a decision. You know. I would say enjoy <clears throat> it. You know, and that's, yeah. a, that's another thing. It's like where I was saying we're defined by our preferences and, and what we love in life. And we are so programmed to not love <clears throat> our basic nature because yeah. it doesn't fit into that yardstick. Right, so. right. Well, we did a show yeah. on once you can love your nature, you're, you're, then you can love other people's exactly. nature. Exactly. You can love other people. And then there's nothing in there to get connected to. That's you're right. You're so worried about yourself when you don't love yourself. Once you love yourself, you can see outside and, and see the other person and realize that it really is just one beautiful energy. That's very true and very well yeah. said. And it, it mm -hmm. is true. It what is we love well in said. ourselves, we can love in others. And what we hate mm -hmm. in ourselves, we hate yeah. in others. So. Loving yourself is the doorway to loving others, for sure. Yeah, and, and interestingly, and just the definition, everything is love, no matter what it is. You know, yeah. I know. The, the terrible mistreatment of whatever that animal does. I know, but yeah. there are higher manifestations yeah. of it. Anyway, what's interesting is I pulled two chakra affirmation cards oh, to good. say, and one of them is, it is safe to trust others to be true to their own nature. Uh, there we go. And then the heart chakra, I surrender to love's warmth, knowing, and vast endlessness. Excellent. Wow. So these God, would be the sayings yeah. to say. That your deck deserves prizes. It's just one of the grandest well, decks. Thank and you. I don't know I will not say that I'm an I'm gonna expert get another reprint. I, I I think so I just got a very sold out just yeah. original was I a very find small. They're always exactly what has been talked mm -hmm. about. Mm. Wow. Well thank you. It's so good to hear your voice. Did yeah. you have any other any question or anything before? No, no, I just was really into your show tonight and oh, made me so happy well. and I, I just wanted to call and say hi and Oh, I'm know, so glad you did. Being part of the conversation. Oh please, yes, we love yeah. to hear from you yeah. anytime. We always love it when you call. Thank yeah. you. It adds a whole other dynamic and as a matter yeah. of fact, that's the format of our show. Absolutely. Our guest <laughs> is you. So mm -hmm. when people call in, our guests show up. Yes. Yeah, so well, I thank love you. you both. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank so you. Sweet. You yeah. know, and that, that's another thing, and I'm, I'm so glad that lineup 
brought it up just about I, I would like to do a show on you know finding your guru or your teacher or whatever and and one of the things that anybody that's watched us for a long time Neville and I are just regular people just like everyone else well we are kind of strange but apart from that we, we basically are, um, are are just like regular people that have taken concepts that we've both um, developed in our own life based on our own per personal life and things we've read and been taught by others oh, yeah. and we bring it down into everyday life how can you make it work if someone's telling you that they're perfect and they never get mad and they're always talking like this then I feel that that's not the whole truth it never is every time we create a saint we're creating a demon every time we create a demon we create a saint because these are two halves of a whole and that we're everything. We all get frustrated. We all lose our temper. We all want to give up. We all say things that probably weren't the best thing to say. And it's a matter of forgiving yourself, not blaming yourself, and learning from it and growing. And unless you can look at that part of your nature, you will not grow because that's locked on the other side of the door of blame. And until you can open it, through love and love all aspects of yourself, even the perceived flaws, even the things that everyone teases you about or condemns you for, you're not going to get to the other side and bridge that chasm, fill that gap of that thing that's separating you from yourself. It just can't happen. And I don't care who says how much money they make or if they're the top dog at Hay House, if they don't know that, if they don't teach that, then they're not really full spectrum. What the average top dog does not realize is that they're a dog. And dogs are cute? Yes, and led, and easily. Uh, there's an uh, interesting bunch of things about face reading that we can do on some other show. Uh, I wrote a note, don't come to me uh, and prove to me that your ego mind is healed because it's your ego mind that's feeling guilty. And something I wrote... Because people, oh, I've had such a revelation. Something I wrote, too, um, oh. that I posted on Facebook a long time ago is, don't, make, don't hold me responsible for your expectations of me. Yeah. Think yeah. about that one. Definitely. Because I'm not responsible for the expectations you have of me. You are responsible for that. What I feel you could give me is look at me as I am and let me be who I am instead of saying you have to be this, you have to be that. Because you do this, you have to be this. Makes sense. All right. And I think it's time for the duck. It's about and time for the we duck. we will do the duck. And I will, I'll take this quick moment to say we will have a bowl event on the 27th of September. Excellent. I'll be posting it. And I just want to say thank you again to this wonderful crew we have. We love you and we're so grateful to you. Yeah. And I know all of our audiences, too, because... Mm -hmm. This is They've a, brought the show to you. This is to, a village behind this yeah. of volunteers that come in every week yes. for 15 years. I'm the village idiot. No, you're a thousand fools. Oh, that's my gaming name. Okay. Ah, here's our sound engineer, David. Okay. Thank you. Whoa. That was almost an anecdote. I know. You almost beamed me, but my spirit guide protected me. <laughs>
Your spirituality is becoming more and more important and will open up new horizons. There's a time to listen and absorb what is going on around you. Pay attention to the details and to the fine print. Okay, life is. Yeah. Thank you, David. Thank you. As long as we're having fun. And uh, just while we're announcing, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays uh, at the end of the show. This has to be Thursday night, the 11th of uh, September, uh, for that to be an effective statement. In other words, if this is the rerun at 7.30 tomorrow morning, we aren't going to be there at like okay. about 9 o'clock in All the right. morning. Yes, yes, just so long as okay. we Okay, I, I, I would like to mention that there are a number of workshops online oh, that yeah. are up for um, you know, download and such. My Psychic Development, Module 1, uh, my uh, Meditation for a Busy Life, which is over eight hours, eight and a half hours of teaching. Mm-hmm. You learn how to write your own guided meditations. You learn m- many different forms. It's got a lot of info. Um, your Language Codes is up there. I have oh. a, short, a shorter two and a half hour dream course. and. Uh, and finding your voice, opening the throat chakra. And then, of course, I have the in-depth dream series that uh, is hosted by um, my uh, friend in Australia who who leads guided tours to Scotland and Ireland. And they're they're really wonderful. She sends me videos of them. And so if you are thinking of going on a vacation, uh, please uh, check out her website, and I will post a link on my website, or you can just email me, telepathictv at yahoo.com, and I'll send you her info. Oh, yes, and we are planning a Serpent Mound trip, which is always an upgrade. I, I really had a powerful upgrade the last time, as I always do, but this time I'm really a different person. I'm yeah, sincerely a different person. Same anyway, here. that's going to be in, what, the third week? Second, yeah. second week of October or third mm-hmm. week? Third week, I think. I don't yeah. remember, but um, if you're interested, please email me because it'll probably be um, just like a private type of thing. Group. I'm not going to do a big, big up uh, marketing thing. So just let me know if you're interested. Yeah, excellent. And we have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? And we have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name? My name is Kenza. Hi, Hi there. Kenza. Um, you're, we're getting a slight feedback, I guess, from your speaker. Oh, she's got it down. I can tell you. You do? Okay. Um, what, would you, what can we do for you? I will take my call on TV, on air, but I just wanted Mary to please give me a reading. Okay. Um, I have been having some occurrences, and uh, I'm like at a very interesting crossroads, you know, and I just wanted just some inspiration from her, just some insight. Okay. And I, I welcome her back. I miss you. Oh, thank you. Yes, but we That's... did have a good time with Neville as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, thank yes, you. Definitely. It's nice to thank you. Nice yes. to hear. Thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take the reading on on air. Okay. Thank you so thank much. You. Well, one of the first things I felt around you was a male, and I know I don't normally do this kind of a reading on the show, but I felt like there was a male presence around you. I don't know if it's um, your father or, or just a male, that it, it just felt like there was a significance to that, and I'll, I'll leave that with that. 
this and and that may be creating some vibrations in your life. And I don't know if you've had like lights flickering or something like that, but I would pay attention to things like that because the awakening card comes to say that there are parts of you that are ready to wake up to a higher version of you and that you're you're being called and that you're being protected too and i don't mean protected because there are evil things out there i'm i'm just saying that there's love that's nurturing you and lifting you and providing you with things so don't worry don't just know that you you will be taken care of on so many levels and the mirror is saying to look at the things that are being mirrored back to you in your life. Or are there a lot of people that are not respecting your boundaries? Maybe you're not feeling you have a right to have your boundaries. Whatever that is, look at it and say, how can I bring that in to where it's in my sphere of power again? And the gratitude is, um, you know, I was feeling it earlier. Like there are so many things in our life that we do take for granted because that's our nature. It's not like we have to be aware of everything all the time, but... Uh, I, I just feel like there are gifts coming to you, not only your spiritual gifts, but but real tangible things, tangible gifts. I just feel like someone wants to take care of you and that it's going to come into your life in that form. So open up to love, for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? This is Barbara from Washington State. Oh, hi, oh, hi. Barbara. What can we do for you? I, I would appreciate a reading from Mary, please. Uh, uh, thank you, Barbara. So good to hear your voice. Good to hear yours, too, Mary. Oh, uh, thank you. And thank you for calling. And I'd yes. be most happy. I'll take it up here. Okay. Bye. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Oh, we got the gratitude card again. I did shuffle, as, as I always do. The gratitude, I feel, is uh, sometimes we go through our whole life and we feel completely unappreciated. That's not the reason we do things, no, but there's something about someone showing you an appreciation that makes you feel like what you're doing is on track and it's connecting. And I feel like you may have gone through a period of time where it seemed that the world was not grateful to you, for you, grateful for you. And I feel like I want to speak on behalf of the universe and say, I am grateful for your presence here on this planet, even those times where it looks like I'm not. I am, and thank you for being patient with that. And the flow is, sometimes it talks about cash flow, but it's really about balancing the giving and receiving in your life. And that sometimes we give too much, we feel depleted, we don't give enough, and we feel overwhelmed, and we feel, you know, like a backlog of things. So you're you're getting your energy is, is upgrading and working on that coming and going. Look at this, and this is another card that we got in reverse order at the last reading that this is all leading to a great awakening. And I think that there are great understandings that are coming to you right now. So pay attention. And I, I, I would even keep a pen and paper next to me for the next little while because those thoughts that come in the shower or when you're laying in bed at night, it's good Good to be able to jot them down. When you wake up, Mm -hmm. there's always just grand messages left in your inbox when you wake up that the alarm clock will shatter them out of existence. Or you're, uh, you know, if you haven't retrained your brain to claim your power when you wake up, it will just take um, taking them away. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, I'm Natasha. Natasha, what Hi. can we do for you? Hey, I just, you know, going through some tough times. And first, I want to say thank you for allowing me to call in. Thank you, staff, oh. for that. I do appreciate this time. Yes. But I, I do have a tough time at work. I've been, you know, 
accused of some things that I haven't done, and I have a follow-up meeting tomorrow, so I'm just feeling really stressed and, you know, not sleeping right and so on. I'm not quite sure how to go about this. So I wanted Mary to take a look, maybe buy cards or some advice. Okay. what do you think? And I will hang up, and I do appreciate you guys. Oh, we'll, well appreciate thanks. you, too. We love well, your thank calls. you. Thank you thank for you. calling in. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, one of the things I was feeling with that, and, and we've all been there at, at least to some extent where we're being accused of something, and we feel like we're in this tribunal, and we have to defend everything and tell everything on all these details to try to get the world to see what is really going on. And there's something, and you guys know I'm not religious, but there are great things in all religious texts, but there's something that I remember from the Bible, which I've read the Bible many times as well as I've read the Koran and and a number of other religious texts. But it, it was Christ saying that I will go and open my mouth and the words will come, that kind of thing. That's what I feel like saying to you is clear yourself. Know you're innocent. Say, I am innocent to yourself. And because there's a part of you that may be doubting that because, you know, we seek to explain. And to keep words smaller, I mean, the quantity less rather than, rather than more. And here is showing the road splitting in a new direction. When we are okay with change in our life and we feel confident about where we're being pulled, we just, we just are coming up the road and we move on to the other path. When we're afraid and we're holding on, it's like sometimes these kinds of things rip us so that we open up to new things. I feel that you've been ready to be out of there for a long time or there's something that hasn't felt right and this is just a confirmation to you. And as you go into that, keep your boundaries and your boundaries are not hard fixed walls. They are fluid points of choice. And so your choice is to say, I am not going to make whatever you have to say make me withhold love from myself. It's just not going to happen. And romance is another card about loving yourself. So I would work tonight just sleeping and saying, I am innocent, and this thing is small. It's nothing in, in the context of the larger story of my life and the universe, and um, I'm not going to let it become that. I love and honor myself, and I'm on my own side. And go in there and just answer it very, as if the truth is already out there. And I think you'll find people will go right into that. Yeah, I remember years ago uh, writing, I no longer think of myself as fraudulent, which eventually mm-hmm. turned That's into is I, I remember that I am genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, from writing the affirmation, it changed. It to, does change, I yeah. remembered that I am genuine. And we are all taught we're fraudulent right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a lie. And it's so, um, I don't know if we have, um, uh, hello caller? No, okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays, as I said. And, um, oh, this is uh, quite a bit of uh, joy in this, uh, to bring this program to you. We experience a great deal of happiness for doing this. And, um, well, I, I would um, leave everyone also oh, with an a- another affirmation. I just felt like pulling these cards tonight. And this is a heart chakra one. And this is one I would like for you to repeat every day. And it is, love always feels good. And that is a whole reprogramming from this idea that Mm. love hurts, like the song, love hurts, and all that. No, love always feels good. So if it's not feeling good, it's not love, sister. It's not love, brother. It's math if it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not, this incarnation is not that difficult. It's not. Yeah. 
This isn't that difficult. We human beings have been taught to whine. It's it's just not the way you do it. If you whine, everybody. Oh, I can't whine. Um, <laughs> didn't mean to be the one to tell you. But if you yes, whine, you people run away because they just. Ugh. Because they want to whine. They want to be yeah. the only ones to whine. If you caught it, you but got I it. But I tell you, whining is just a it, it is an outward. Um, affirmation that you have no power yeah and we all feel that sometimes so remind each other gently it was our joy and honor to take you to the door and you're going through it like it or not just stand up and go through the door do it Thank you.